evening, afternoon, or whenever you might be listening to this. Welcome back to Nerdin' Out. My name is Evan. I'm Nathaniel. I'm David. And I'm Doug. Hi, Doug. Welcome back. I love having you on here, man. You beautiful bald. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> more more shaved head. You're not bald. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it looks good. It, it's very, very becoming of you. <laughs> so, um, news. Done? You want to get a room? Or? <laughs> Don't tempt me. There's one over there across the room. <laughs> I thought this was the room. No. There was like five rooms I walked by, so take your pick. <laughs> We don't have much when it comes to the news, but Nathaniel, you're the you're the in-house Nintendo boy, so yes. you know about the Nintendo Direct thing that dropped, right? I do. It tell, was, tell us uh, more. Yeah, so it was about 36 minutes of Nintendo goodness. Um, the biggest announcement, I think, was that Animal Crossing is coming next year for Switch. Oh, and yeah. a lot of people are excited about that. I haven't played Animal Crossing, but some people are... They they're pretty high for Animal Crossing. Oh! A while like that, but ten times that. Um, so I... they didn't show a trailer or anything, but they did uh, reveal that Isabel, one of the characters from Animal Crossing, is going to be in Smash Bros. She's this little like cutesy Animal Crossing like dog, and she's going to kick some fighters in the face. So awesome. Yeah. So um, what else? They had Super or new Super Mario Brothers. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Super Mario Bros. Deluxe Switch, right? Yeah, it's for Switch. It's like mm-hmm. it's like 2D Mario multiplayer, but it was a Wii U game, so they're remastering it hmm. and adding stuff for Switch. Another in the long line of remasters, which I'm tired of. But <laughs> nobody played Wii U, so people need to play these games. Probably like, what? What was that? So what's Wii U? Wii U? Wii U? I mean, it was like... What was that? It was like Wii You mean PU? Sorry. Uh, sorry, I was just like, yeah, stupid. No, literally nobody played Wii U. I bought one when it came out, but I was just like, nah, they're like that thing that I Nick, what are you doing here? No, I'm kidding. You're <laughs> interrupting my podcast, man. It's my turn. <laughs> here, you can move my backpack. Basically, flying. <laughs> you can you can sit on the therapist couch. The therapist. You had last week. Yeah. I'm sorry. You yeah. had last week. <laughs> um, time jumps. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm, I just. I was just going to say that Wii U is like that kid you have out of wedlock that you forget about. And yeah. you don't really... You never take care of it because you forgot he existed. And then when you come back to him, you're like, oh, I would have had all these good times with you, but it was better. I was doing stuff that was better, and I just... I don't care. I'm sorry. Just... I've, wow. If you kill yourself, it would be better. So. You, think, you think that's bad? I had a deadbeat dad joke last week. <laughs> 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 that's bad. Um, they had oh Luigi's Mansion Three comes next oh, year. Oh, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion Three. In case you needed another Luigi's Mansion for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. Wait, we're supposed to do twenty. They have a contract for twenty. Like they're already on three. Like come on, hurry up. Fifteen spinoffs. Come on. Come on. Fifteen spinoffs. Where's my Daisy game? <laughs> for real. Uh, I need my tingle. They actually did announce that Daisy Dukes. Game. Daisy Dukes for uh, <laughs> Daisy Dukes for Smash Bros. <laughs> Daisy isn't Smash Bros though. Daisy isn't Smash Bros. Yeah, That's sweet. Is. Sweet. Uh, and there's like other news you can look up that I don't remember or care about. So I'm sorry. <laughs> that was all I remember. There's more stuff for sure. Now going into one of my personal favorite segments oh, of of our, our newly added segments is David's oh. Trollbridge. <laughs> It feels like 1920. My pockets are empty and I'm and Welcome to David's Trollbridge. I'm working up the anger. So David, get mad. Slap yourself a little bit. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Okay. Easily. That's, just, that's my secret, Calf. I'm Let always Let me explain angry. to you the stupidest thing since... 
Probably Mar- Paper Mario. Probably the stupidest thing since Paper Mario. Not Paper Mario is a great game. So I'm trying to sleep. Do I say okay. another debate? What? <laughs> you, you think it's stupid if he thinks it's the best. It's stupid because I couldn't beat it. That's right. Comes out. Just a blue break. So I'm trying to sleep in my house, and for perspective. We live on a, a residential kind of, you know, we have neighbors and all that, and we're, the houses are kind of close. Um, my my neighbors all around me have dogs, okay? So uh, the one on my right-hand side, just for perspective, the one on the right-hand side, they have a, a small dog, doesn't bark a lot. one behind us, same thing, has a, a really fun pit bull, bulldog mix. He's, he's a chubby he reminds me of the one from Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> and then you have my other neighbor who decides to collect dogs like it's Pokemon cards. <laughs> and like, they don't need leashes. They're barking the dogs. That's what they do. <laughs> you know, people don't sleep. I don't sleep. So I don't, I don't see the issue here. Here's the I'm issue. Oh, what, here's the issue. Wait. <laughs> here's the issue. So I got home this morning. Okay. I drove down from Disney. At 2 a.m., I had to drop off my friend at Temecula and then drive back home. I had woken up the morning before at 4 in the morning. Oh. 4 in the morning. So I get home, and I'm trying to just stroll right in and just trying to get into my house, right? Well, my parents are asleep, my brother's asleep, and the screen door is locked. There's no extra key to our house. But luckily, our fences are crap and I can climb them. <laughs> so here's the problem. On my side of the house... We have this alarm system installed, and there's and sometimes there's this thing that happens where the dark, the dogs next door will bark so loud the alarm system will trip. I'm not even f-ing joking. So here's the thing that happens. No way. No, 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 no. no I think that's the best part yet. So the do- I I try to get home and I I start climbing over that side of the fence. And who's in the backyard? All 99.9% of the dog population on Earth is in the backyard. And they all do the same thing because I have a. F- motion light in my backyard. It turns on, they go. <laughs> There's a delay. I make eye contact with like a couple of them and then the littlest, of course it's the littlest f***ing chihuahua. Always the little yeah, one that and, starts it. Yeah, and I say, and I'm like, this, my is, fantastic. this is fantastic because my parents are on the same side of the house. So I'm like, oh, they'll wake up and they'll let, they'll let me in. No. So I'm still trying to get into the house. And I'm trying to get in, and there's a window on the back side of the house that I can open up and, and open and crawl through and put back into place. So I'm just hearing how to break into the so, house. So, okay, now, now, I'm trying to get into my house, and then I remember that my dad fixed the alarm on that side. So I'm, like, halfway through taking this outside window apart, I'm like... This isn't going to work. The thing's going to go off. And when it goes off, when something like that happens, when it tampers with it, it doesn't just, like, go off and then it's just, like, waits for someone to turn the alarm off. It calls the police instantly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but here's the best part. So I start putting the window back together. But because now the outside part of the window is off, the dog barking trips the alarm. And so... Who comes whizzing? I'm like five minutes from a police station. Who comes whizzing by my street? Two or three cop cars. And then who crawls over the fence? Me! Because I'm like, I'm trying to get into my house. And both my parents are just like, we're going to need some some ID. And as I'm crawling over the fence, none of the dogs are barking. None of the dogs are barking. That was barking at me. But police sirens and lights, they're they're dead silent. They don't give a shit. 
They're just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> they're protected now. The cops no, finally show up to the As I crawl over, I look over my shoulder to see if they're there and about to bark. They're all gone. I'm like, where the <laughs> did they go? Because this guy doesn't give a shit about his dogs. He's just letting them outside and it's just like playing Minesweeper. Full of shit. The whole backyard, <laughs> like the whole thing, like I, I, like you know, you can throw a rock and not hit a Mexican restaurant here. I can't put one foot down in his backyard without stepping on crap. That's how bad it is over there. Damn. So, so I crawl the fence, give him my D. My dad wanders out. How are you doing, home? You're supposed to be home tomorrow morning. And then I'm like, I, I want to sleep in my own bed. And he's just like, well, why'd you trip the alarm? And I'm just like, I didn't trip the alarm. The dogs did. And then he's just like, yeah, the neighbor's dogs. He's like talking to the police. Like, the neighbor's dogs trip the alarm all the time. It happens. And the, the police officer's just like, oh, this is some loud dogs. And I'm just like, I have to peer through the fence, and all the dogs are there, like, malicious style, in a row, just looking at the fence. Because you can see, because the gaps are, like, that big. Yeah. They're just looking at the fence, and the cop verbatim says, holy shit, that's a lot of dogs. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. And my dad's just like, can't you call the department? And he's just like, if they own the house, we don't do anything about that. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> So, in other words, get rid of some dogs. <laughs> or get a spare key, I don't know. Uh, or get a spare key. <laughs> uh, Are you delegitimizing his feelings? Yes. <laughs> no, I just like dogs. <laughs> I do too, but man, dogs. like... David dogs. And half of them are chihuahuas. Who collects like 90 chihuahuas? <laughs> and then, no, it's the weirdest thing because it's like Noah's Ark. They're all calm with each other. He's got pit bulls and mastiffs and greyhounds and all this. And they're all in the backyard and they're all chill with each other. But as soon as something, a leaf, floats by the fence, it's like the world's co- like collapsing. Let's all bark. That'll help. No, it doesn't matter. Just- it doesn't matter because honestly, I, I seriously think he trains them to do this on purpose. <laughs> He trains them to do this on purpose, so... This has been David Strawbridge. Return to us next week when he talks about his high blood pressure. Oh, there should be a dog per square foot law. <laughs> yes, That's all I'm 40 saying. dogs per square feet. Vertically <laughs> <laughs> stacked, there's probably 20 <laughs> dogs per square foot there. So, so it just becomes one giant cluster. Excellent. Excellent. That was so much more rage-induced than I was expecting. I oh, love it. I love it so much. Faster. That is one of my favorite segments um, in this podcast. I- that's great. I, I need to be here more for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, go back to uh, go back like two or three. Oh, yeah, go back two or three episodes. In his in his first I had David Strobridge. That is. That I is had awesome. to pay the DMV six hundred and sixty eight dollars because my car works. You will understand if you listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will understand if you listen to it. You will understand. You have to go back and listen to it because we don't have time to rehash that whole story. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Which podcast is that on? Uh, that was on the top five worst movies. Yes. No, worst no, game. Worst game. Worst game. Top five. Top, yes. A bottom or bottom five worst game. Bottom yeah. five worst game. Yeah. Top so, of the bottom five. So we we've had we've had a debate on this channel before with me and Nathaniel. Yes. Nathaniel and I. Nathaniel and I. <laughs> Shut up, grammar Nazi. I love you, David. Seek <laughs> <laughs> 
the person who we just lost their tripper dog <laughs> of like three people. <laughs> a lot of. Lara La- La- and then maybe two other people. Fun that's fact. still 50% of your audience. Yeah. Oh, that's true. No, that's true. That, that very well may be true. Fun fact, though. The person who proofread uh, Hitler's speeches, he was a grammar Nazi. <laughs> I mean... When do I get paid for this? Like, I can't believe. No, I did not see that coming, dude. It's like, just, just spell my name right on the check. Uh, <laughs> anyway, grammar Nazis aside, we are back here for another debate. And Indeed. that is our main topic. What is our main topic? What's main the name of the debate? Topic. Star Wars prequels. Do they suck? Or do they not suck? Yes. So, right. I granted by Douglas, you know, a week before this, and I asked him, you know, if there was any other topics that he might be interested in debating, you know, all that stuff. Because I know he likes to argue just for the sake of arguing. It's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I asked him beforehand if, because Nathaniel was worried that, you know, there wouldn't be a lot of substance. But I asked Doug, and he said, oh, no, I got I got a bunch of points already prepared, so I'm ready. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm not really worried about there not being much substance. I mean... I'm just sad about it because they just don't have much substance. So. The movies themselves. The movies yeah, themselves. Uh, a little dry, but it's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, David, again, will be our moderator because he is, he is a great moderator and good at coming up with questions when he hears people talk. Indeed. Uh, you will be hearing less and less of me as the podcast progresses and more of Douglas and Nathaniel, which I'm sure that's what people want to hear. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will turn it over to David, our moderator, and we will get this debate underway. And he obviously had hours of preparing and writing these questions. Like, he went through thorough I'm, I'm very good at asking. I'm pretty sure he watched, like, my favorite one movies, but, you know. <laughs> my favorite one is Why God, Why? That's my <laughs> Just like last night. Why God, yeah. Why? It's the most literary and so, personal questions. So, right. yeah. Well, I think uh, the best way to start this, because there's always two sides to the story, mm-hmm. is there's always uh, something on both sides that allow you to have this opinion. So I guess we'll start on both sides, and since the prequels were first, we'll start on Douglas' side. And he will talk us... See what I did there? Uh, I see what you did. So, well, we'll just go on on either side and explain why you like the prequels or why you don't like the prequels. As opening statements. Um, Yeah, as opening statements, try to refrain from redacting between each other, just straight to the questions. You don't, you know, no... Well, he said... Yeah. So, so, we're, we're well, he's talking. a racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is a political debate. Yeah. This is going to decide who is president. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Kanye. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no repeats of the, the Republican primary right. or the Democratic primary. Oh, just more. God. Let's just keep it. Yep. Let's keep it. You know, civil. No personal attacks. Yeah, <laughs> each other. I just want two bucks. Hologram to be president. Uh, <laughs> that's why. Wow. Mm. Okay. So. Sir, why do you like the prequels? It's very simple. I like the prequels because it's my childhood. I grew up on that cheesy knockoff kind of stuff. Everyone remembers the originals. Now, I watched the originals growing up, but I didn't get them. Because by the time I was watching movies, the episode one of Phantom Menace was out. So I had that on VHS, but also had the other three on VHS. So it was like... Which one goes first? Mom never told me. Dad never discussed with me. I just remember sitting there going, I have four of these movies that say Star Wars. 
what order are they in? So I had to piece that together myself <laughs> at six years old. And I was like... And you didn't know what Roman numerals were? No. <laughs> not at all. What does Star Wars I mean? Yes. <laughs> what does Star Wars V mean? Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going with this one. So, like, I grew up with watching them. And then, like, I kind of, like, when the, like, the Clone Wars came out, I was like, oh, okay. Now I get it. Now I know where we're going. I was still lost as no clue. <laughs> That's just what you told your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just what you told us. I get it. But, like, you know, I grew up watching the prequels more than watching the original trilogy. I still love the original trilogy. I'll sit down and watch all three in one day. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, people want to talk trash on movies from a certain time era. They can tell you everything wrong with the trilogies and what's wrong with them in their time era at the same time. Everyone thought it was garbage. But it was hysterical, and everyone loved it. That's why it was so successful. Same thing kind of with... Everyone really kind of took the hype of uh, the... Force Awakens? No, 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 no. Um, um, uh, Empire Strikes Back. And because it really took off after Strikes Back, they thought Phantom Menace was going to really kind of continue after the sixth, the, the third movie, technically. Everyone thought they were you, mean, you, mean, you mean Return of the Jedi? No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the that's episode six. I know. Yeah, okay. but, like, but five took off. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Fifth, and like, yeah. It starts back. You know, Return of the Jedi continue and end it so nicely, but five really is where it takes off and where it kind of oh, goes. Okay. So they thought the Phantom Menace was going to do the same thing. They thought mm-hmm. you know Phantom Menace was going to be a new storyline. Everything was going to build off it and kind of like show where where it kind of and explain a lot of like the a lot of the backstory to the Star Wars universe. But it didn't. So that's why everyone got mad. They got a, a fucking whiny kid, a orange giant ugly creature, pod racing, and my favorite, backflips and bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> magic. It was great. That's everyone was so confused what they got. I saw a dude who was covered in red paint doing backflips with a dual lightsaber. I thought it was the coolest thing ever, and I wanted to be Darth Maul for the rest of my life. <laughs> ever since then, did not care. Still to this day, I might have. Yeah, to this day, <laughs> if I ever get the chance, some dude's like, hey, I can teach me as a 23-year-old male. Hell <laughs> yeah. Going through, going through trade school. Dude, he <laughs> signed up. They started this Space Force, I almost joined immediately. I almost ran into a recruiting office and be like, hey, where's the Space Force? I'm ready for this. We're going Star Wars. And Who's, We're getting ready for it. Who's the science group working on lightsabers? Yeah, I want I, I, want in. I will test all of them. <laughs> um, so, like, so with the Phantom Menace and then um, the Attack of the Clones kind of, like, taking off, it really... I, I, I actually finished just watching two and three today right before this because oh, yeah. I was like I gotta remember how bad they are yeah. <laughs> two is really bad it was all all really bad dialogue and I <laughs> forgot <them. laughs> I'm so happy I rewatched it wait a second are you defending them or are you hating on them both okay. <laughs> I came to do both you're not I'm not arguing with you I'm debating with myself for the rest of the day <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> inner turmoil of this podcast <laughs> I dropped my water. Uh, <laughs> That's one, a lot of water. One minute remaining um, for your opening. And statement. so, so, but the two was just so much story that we didn't really. It was a lot of the political rising with um, 
Palpatine and really his transition. And that's what was really difficult for two, because we didn't get like the big fight that we wanted that we got throughout one and the rest of the war in the other three. Mm-hmm. And then three, it just kind of rounds everything together and you know, it just takes off. So it's, it's really hard to watch the transition between each movie because it's really just a big uh, takeover. No one likes political takeover movies. And no one likes movies where the bad guys win. And the bad guys won all three movies, and I love that. <laughs> I think that's how you end a movie. A bad guy wins. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I like the original break. So, so side note, how big of a hole did your boner rip through your pants when you saw Darth Maul at the end of uh, Solo? Did you not see Solo? I have not. I've kind of gotten... Damn it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I've kind of been falling off the Star Wars because I've been kind of bored with them. Well, Darth Maul would be in the, in the solo, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> you can probably find that on YouTube so you don't have to watch the movies. Yeah, you probably can. Yeah. Solo wasn't... Uh, it was... I, I, I heard... You could probably find the entire movie yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, I heard, so I what? didn't even try to yeah. go see yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's literally the last five minutes. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. That's, that's what you're paying for. Yeah. Childish Landino was uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. No, I never. I didn't get to go see it. I was just like, eh, it'll be okay. Nathaniel. Yes, sir. Hello. Why the prequels blow completely with no redeeming qualities? Because that's kind of where you're at now. Well, it's bad because it's sci-fi. Like sci-fi is what? bad in general. <laughs> let the debater talk. Okay, sorry. Let's let him. All right. Sci-fi is fantastic. It's one of the best genres. Okay, so, <laughs> so uh, sounds like that's what the debate needs to be. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Yeah. So I think in general, episodes one, two, and three are bad movies. I think they're badly made. I think in general, their storylines are just not well told. They have bad dialogue. A lot of them are just not shot well. Uh, There's literally like a billion scenes, not literally a billion, but there's a billion scenes of just two people having a conversation, just walking, and it like pans far away. And they have this like same shot in all the movies, and it's just recycled to death. And then they like zoom in on their faces, and it's just like the same cheesy dialogue, and I don't care about what the characters are saying, and it just feels like a lot of the shots that could have been like done really well were not done really well I feel like most of the best cinematography is like in the space fights and that's just like one area of the movie I just of the movies I just feel like the best two areas of the movies would have to be the art style and the music and I feel like those are phenomenal like the design of the clones of the different like Jedi of races of aliens of cantinas and whatever are fantastic like the artist did a phenomenal job and I would really care about them if I was, you know, given a chance to care about them. But I, I just don't because you have this weird, creepy Anakin who makes himself like a, the subject of a pedophilic just like love romance that just doesn't make sense to me. And it's like reverse pedophilia. But yeah, but he's <laughs> but, like you know, he's like Padme's yeah, yeah, yeah. the pedophile. But <laughs> and then you've got like this weird Holy Spirit impregnation with. Anakin's mother and it's just like you've got midichlorians and I don't know it's just I remember as a kid I loved these films I was like I saw I saw one of them in theaters I saw the first one in theaters and I was like oh it's so good it's so fun Jar Jar is like I don't know but he's like not bad (laughs) I don't know what people say he's bad and then I remember 10 years later watching it 
Jar Jar is 90% of the reason episode one is garbage. He just takes up so much of the plot and just will not shut up. And it's just like, what am I watching? Is this like someone's like weird, horrible, nightmarish fan fiction where they got the least interesting alien and, and most annoying alien and gave him like a starring role in my Star Wars? But it really is. I feel like there's like a lot of nostalgic value for people. Um, but if you like actually go back and watch them, they're just not good movies. I think the third one is probably the best one. Uh, I think most people agree on that, but it's just, it still, I think doesn't compare to any of the other Star Wars movies in terms of quality. Like even the newer ones, personally, I think they're just not good films and George Lucas didn't know what he was doing and he had too much control and he just kind of didn't have the talent to follow through. So that's what I think. All right. Now we have our opinions aside. I think we should start with a little bit of an answer and retort. So I'll ask both of you about two questions. Retort. And then uh, I'll ask one of you the question, the other will have a chance to retort, and then vice versa a couple times, and then uh, we should be able to go into a few closing arguments by then. So mm-hmm. um, I shall start with Douglas. So you mentioned how a lot of it was basically about how you came into finding Star Wars. It was the order in which you watched it, which gave you that feeling about the Star Wars movies, you, you know, the experience of being able to put together the line of, you know, how things got together and then eventually figuring out, you know, how the timeline goes. It was a lot of the fun for you and why you had, you know, kind of feel like it's reasonable to say it's not a bad movie. Yeah. Um, what would you say if, for instance, if they didn't have a prequel in the way that they did where it was all somewhat politicized and they kind of deconstructed what the Force was and made it very scientific, do you think that if the prequels were arranged differently, people would have a different view of them? Or do you feel like a lot of the reason why people hate them is just because of the era it came out, the writing was bad, like you mentioned earlier? Um, do you feel like just the execution was what a lot of people have a bad problem with? Um, yeah, no, honestly, like, I agree a lot with Nathaniel on what he said about the, the cuts and, the, and how everything was... Um, films and kind of put together and like yeah the same scene is in every single movie every five minutes I know that but that's what happened in a lot of movies back then too it was I don't know if it's because they followed the style of Star Wars in after that because they took off so well because they had such a huge loyal uh, following already or because it was just the style back in the day because I, I remember lots of movies being kind of weird around that time, the you know late '90s to the early 2000s. It's a very weird time in movies, so it's kind of hard to say if it's really bad or if it's just a bad time for movies. Hmm. Can you name any top number one movies? Can't say that I can. No one remembers the movies from back then. They were bad movies. It was a bad time. Top charts on the songs from 1995 uh, to 1990. Oh. Or ni- uh, 2005, too. I've got a few. <laughs> yeah, like, right. it, you, you know some songs. There's some bangers up there. That's because music was taking over. Right. So when it comes down to the movies is, I do agree they were, they were shot poorly. I do know that. But for their time, they're not bad. They were pretty good. It's, it's looking at them from an actual standpoint of everything's kind of where it is so yeah like if we shot the movies a little differently now if like if we redid them I'm pretty sure the story would fall a lot better there's I like that the movie isn't entirely full of exposition mm-hmm. a lot of the movies they set it up they kind of play it out and then they'll give you some exposition to kind of explain a little bit and go more in depth or they'll kind of reveal something later that was happening before 
and so it's stuff like that where I, I I see where people have issues following the story, but like trust me, I was eight years old. I had no clue what was going on. I knew flips and lightsabers and the Jedi were everything, and that was it. But then I start paying attention to the story and the Sith really take over, and I'm like. Nah, the Jedi lost hard on that. Um, but you wouldn't say that makes them a bad movie for that. No, no. I just say they, they were, it, were, it was just how it was back in the day, you know? A product like, of the time, you would say. Yeah, it's, it's what it was of the time. Yeah. The dialogue from 2 is definitely one of the worst ones. But I'm a big believer in any trilogy. Any trilogy, the first one's a classic. It sets up the story. It sets everything out. Two is kind of just a good, you know, whatever we're going along for it. Maybe there's more growth for characters. Three? Three takes everything. Three holds it all, ends it all, and it finishes what it needs to finish. I've seen it in so many movies, and I just believe that's just how it's always been. Except for except for Shrek. Shrek, really. <laughs> Number two is really good, and three, I don't know what happened. Um, Not so good. Yeah. <laughs> Shrek is love. Shrek is love. Uh, except for number three. Yeah. Shrek three was weird. Had to happen. Didn't they make five of those? They're working on it. Yeah. They're working on it. Okay, so there was a, Yeah, okay. It's the. Uh, it's also the same for Ice Age. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's yeah. that. Don't ever bring that up again. Okay. Okay. Right. So. What? What? So, you know, you make a very valid point. It's a lot of the... The only thing I can think of from that era that follows that same suit is Spy Kids. How cringeworthy the movie was. Yeah, but it was for... But it was fun. And, yeah. I, and I think I get that point where, of the time, you, you are right. I can't exactly think of anything from that era that, that made a good point, so... Nor do the Nathaniel? Books. Yeah. Full-on books from before. I know, I know. I'm just joking. Wait, wait, wait. Lord of the Rings came out of the... They did come out of the... So did, like, Spider-Man 2, right? Spider-Man... Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. Two was shot fantastically. Two was great. Lord of the Rings was shot fantastically. Well, so yeah, Spider- yeah Spider-Man 2 is the one that everyone thinks is really great, yeah. except for Amazing Spider-Man 2. Everyone thinks that one is the worst one. Everyone knows that one was the worst yeah. one. <laughs> and then the Spider-Man 3, and then, then you, and you make your pick set for that. Anyway, so, yes. what do you say to that? That it was a product of the times? What's to be expected? No, I think throughout, throughout just the history of film I think there have always been bad films there have always been good films there have been a mixture mm-hmm. um, and I think even during that era I mean we just thought of Lord of the Rings and Spider-Man like those were shot well those had great story great acting and I think to say that they were just a product of the times like isn't isn't necessarily what's happening I think they're just a product of George Lucas's times and I don't know if he had, like, something going on in his head. I don't know if he, like, broke up with, like, a... I'm not going to go too far because I don't, don't know George Lucas. I'm not going to bash on him too hard. But I don't know if he, like, just broke off with a relationship or something. Kind of old for that, but, you know, to each his own. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't the times. It was just... There were just bad movies. There's always good. There's always bad. Um, but for this movie in particular... For this movie in particular, I just... I don't think they were bad because they were different. I don't think they were bad because uh, they tried something new. I think it's just because they failed at what they tried. Um, like there was a, a lot of the like choreographs, choreography and stuff was really really cool, and it was like a huge uh, jump away from the original trilogies. Just like stand and wave your wand around, okay. or your lightsaber just like back and forth. It was like very stiff and just it was more like fencing, I guess. Whereas in uh, the prequels, it was, like, really flashy, and they jumped around, and it was just crazy. 
Um, and I, I guess you can't explain that in the sense that it was kind of like this Jedi art that was lost. Um, but I think one of the biggest things from the prequels that just really irks me is that it makes Darth Vader seem like a total whiny emo punk. And it's just, they take this really cool villain and they make him, like, it literally leaves off with him screaming no because he thinks he, he thinks he killed his wife, but he was just, like, whining the entire time and he, like, turned to the dark side for plot reasons. It was like, he didn't really have any motivation to go to the dark side. I mean, he wanted Padme to live, but it was just so quick and sudden. It wasn't like, there were like tiny little hints that he was going to turn to the dark side and he was like moody and stuff, but it wasn't like, he didn't have any real motivation. It was just, I felt like George Lucas was like, I'm running out of time in episode three. He needs to be turning into Darth Vader. So I don't know, Padme dies or something. And it was just, it was just not set up well. It just wasn't believable for me. And looking back, I was just like, well, now I don't like Darth Vader because he was just this whiny little—he's just this whiny little baby that I don't care about anymore. He's just not cool. Kind of Kylo Ren from the first. <laughs> mm, I have lots of thoughts about that if you want to debate. <laughs> well, I well, the I probably agree with this. The question I pose to you is: a lot of people feel like the prequels need to be there because a lot of the reason why a lot of us fell in love with Star Wars is because of those prequels, because mm. of the draw of. Like you said, the the unique you know fighting style, how it kind of got you more interested in Jedi and Sith fighting, and how you kind of had to have a better backstory and you kind of got a better idea of where you where everything came from and where is now as far as four, five, and six ended up. Um, what what would you say if they didn't exist at all? Do you think that would help or ruin it? But in the context that the prequels needed to be there because a lot of people and I think you and I are the same we grew up when 1, 2, and 3 came out mm-hmm. that was a lot of the reason why people got into it what do you say about that? do you think people would have gotten into it if it wasn't there? Uh, I think it could go either way but I think it, I think Star Wars could legitimately you know I think it's good that the prequels are there but I think they should have been like not those movies <laughs> they should have just been completely different and I, th- I, agree, I agree with what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, that because the prequels are there, there are more Star Wars fans. And they kind of, like, bridge the generations and had, like, more people come into Star Wars. But I feel like if no, well, if they were different movies, if they were still prequels but written differently and, and uh, Anakin wasn't this whiny little kid named Anakin, um, who's the character that he is and was, like, actually interesting and... Two dimension, three dimensional, not one dimensional like he is. I feel like the same thing would have been accomplished, but better, and there would probably be more Star Wars fans. On the same side, some would say that these new ones that have come out, you know, seven and eight, that the the argument that writing would have changed them wouldn't have made a difference because of how controversial some of the new movies have come out have been. How obviously episode eight wasn't exactly recepted very well. Do you think that, honestly, that the writing was the overarching issue, or do you think that the reason why it it has such a, a controversial subject among Star Wars fans is because of how it, you know, how it's receptive, how people go back to watch it and realize certain things about it in retrospect? Mm. Well, I, I mean, Episode Eight was actually critically acclaimed. Uh, critics in general loved it. It destroyed like the box office like the copies for dvds and blu-rays and stuff were through the roof it was like the highest for 
like the movie at the time for like movies that came out. Um, I don't know what your question is. Like, like in retrospect, say, are people going to look at it the same? Well, you made, you mentioned writing. So, yes. So saying that George Lucas didn't have a hand in one, two, and three, and saying no, that, he did. Yeah, yes. but I'm saying that if oh, it had because you, you keep saying George was the problem. Why George did this? Why George? Do you yes. think he was the issue? Do you think there's just too many cooks in the in the kitchen for him? I mean, based on a lot of the behind-the-scenes things I've seen in documentaries and stuff, he had a lot more involvement than he did in the previous ones, and he made a lot of calls. Um, I'm not going to say it's 100% his fault, because I don't 100% know. I just know that a lot he had a lot of credit in those films. But whatever was done, whether or not it was him, I just feel like a lot of decisions, if they had been made differently, by people who knew what they were doing, or... Yeah, by people who knew they were doing and wanted like actually a good story rather than whatever they were trying to accomplish, then yeah, it would have been better. Douglas, can you retort to what he said? Um, I agree. If we would have changed up Beef's story a bit and changed Anakin's, especially in two, his overall um, attitude towards kind of how things are coming about. But I think we forget how bad we were when we were 16. <laughs> and I've, I've never gotten, like, the facts on, like, I don't really care, like, how old he's supposed to be and all that. But, like, you got to remember, it's a 20-year-old playing a 16-year-old. He's going to come off kind of crybaby-ish, you know. And it's hard to, like, pinpoint how old a character is in certain of these movies because they never, like, say they don't give a date for everything and every little thing. Unless you, like, dig. And if you dig... Then um, there's lots of books for you, so go right ahead. But I, I've never cared that too much about that. So I can also see they're that. not canon anymore. Yeah. So. No, everything's <laughs> canon. Okay, because that's, that's very okay. It almost it almost <laughs> just launched into another debate right there. So, <laughs> so if we would have changed up a few things, yes, we could have improved. But there's always improvements in movies. There's always things we could have worked on acting styles. Um, but like, I like just one actor's kind of poor portrayal isn't enough to ruin a movie for me. Because um, Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn was great in one. He carried that movie so hard. He had such a, a presence in the movie, and even McGregor backing him and kind of and kind of following through. And then with uh, McGregor taking over the lead the master for kind of the the heavy role and following. Um, Obi-Wan that's supposed to be in the first movie uh, New Hope and kind of trying to portray another actor's version of a character while bringing his own uh, own style into it for a new age it was really nice and so there's a lot of depth with a lot of characters if you it, it's it, it's kind of it's a lot it's a little more if you look at past some of those characters you see everyone else's characters you can kind of see how a few bad choices can Effective movie, yes, but we can look past them to see the overall story and plot take over. And I agree with you, he, uh, George Lucas definitely stuck away from the story more if he would have pulled back a little more and let the directors and the artists take over and really choreograph the story a little better and the shots better. Everything would have kind of flown a lot better. Because um, he definitely was, it was, he's a merchandiser, like just what George Lucas is good for. There's video games, there's books, there's posters, there's comics. There's action TVs, figures. action figures. So that's what George Lucas was good at. He made three movies. He knew what to sell. He had all of his Hollywood buddies help him on three movies, and they he took off with it. Now he's like, all right, let's do it again. 
I got some ideas, guys. And we're going to do this my way. And they're all, wait, you tried to sell us space wizards with cowboys last time. And we gave you something to use. What are you going to sell us now? Why teenagers? Oh, damn it. Here we are, here we are, here we are. The 90s love whiny teenagers. <laughs> they're all whiny teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, like it's. But I don't think, like, it, it, I'm going to wrap this up. But I don't think if we if, if we didn't have the prequels, I think Star Wars would be fine. Because, like I said, there's comic books, video games, all that. Star Wars definitely, the prequels definitely reignited a lot of old fans. And, you know, it definitely turned some away, but it definitely brought a new generation in. And just like with these new movies, you know, remember these movies are kind of for kids. They, the original trilogies, a lot heavier plot, a lot more to think about. So they definitely kind of, it's not, not as much kid movies, but the prequels definitely were kid movies. But they were bringing a very adult story in the background for all the adults who wanted that original Star Wars feel. Now, the new trilogies are just family disputes. <laughs> And uh, that's what I'm gonna finish on. <laughs> so, getting back to the the look of the movies, obviously a big jump from the original three, um, and a lot of people critically acclaim it for how visually enticing not not so much one but two and three ended up being, mm-hmm. and how a lot of people enjoyed the movies for that. A lot yeah. of the wars, a lot of the fights, okay. a lot of it was very much enjoyable. I'm biased to this as well. I love seeing laser guns and. Lightsaber duels. That's but, all I grew up on. Um, so, with it. so, do you think that a lot of the reason why people still like the prequels is for that mainly, just the violence of it? How it's it's so turnkey from the original three, where you didn't really have too much. It was a lot of you know slow moving action, but one, two, and three is by far more action than actual plot. Do you think that's a lot of the reason why people hold this so dear? Do you think that a lot of people who defend it love it for that reason? I think starting with Phantom Menace. How we see two Jedi come in to play after. No, you're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost what I was going to say. <laughs> two, two Jedi's coming to face Darth Maul. And they say, you're going to win. Yes. I think, I think is where you were. You were, you were no, 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 no. That's not where I was going. It, well, okay, so the, the original trilogies, they started very slow, but it was a, it was a build into the Jedi. It was. It was the Empire starting, and it was the collapse of the Empire with the Jedi rising. So they reversed that for this one. It was a huge Empire, and now a a um, republic. Yeah, and a republic, uh, or new a huge Jedi order and a republic. Confederacy. Yeah, the Confederacy. Yeah, it's a small Confederacy trying to mess with the Republic. So it's it's very reversed. Everything's reversed all the way. So it's trying to introduce that to a new concept to um, older fans. But it starts slow. It's a slow build, and it's really fast all of a sudden with the Jedi needing to get out and stuff. So we're kicking off the action really quickly, which really built the story. But then we hit a really mediocre point in the middle where we're on this random island, on this random desert planet for no reason, we got to get this kid. So it takes a while to get the story back rolling. And, you know, this is just how they're setting it up. But then there's bits of the lightsaber action and lots of action throughout it, which kind of helped carry. And then they stuck with that for two more movies. <laughs> they did. So, two. I hate saying it's coarse and rough and it gets everything. That's the middle. That's the dull middle <laughs> that everyone hates and the, the, the love affair going on. Yeah, the, the, the how, how creepy, scary... Rolling in the grass. Let me, let me cut your pear for you. Assassination <laughs> attempt. That's how they started. Yeah. Thank you. 
So they ah. they bring in. So that's what that's what was so great about two is they caught your attention with the, with the ship. Like they bring you back to like the first first movies where mm-hmm. it's just a ship. Like they show you this beautiful ship, and it's like, all right, well, who's this lady coming off? Boom! And everyone's dead. And it's like, oh, it's getting real in the beginning of the movie. Now it's all political debates, and everything's going to be about you know there's a war coming on and what's going on. And then, you know, the whole mannequin Padme stuff, which we'll skip over because no one... Uh, it was cringeworthy even when I was 10. Um, so you do get lots of points of dull for the old movies and lots of story, but then you also get the very big flash. And every end of the... Like, one with Qui-Gon and Kenobi and Darth Maul, it was a huge battle, you know, but it was just three dudes. It was a huge battle. Two, it was... A huge actual war going on, taking off in a battle where we lost lots of Jedi. Three, it's just been a complete annihilation, but it's like it's spread out for the last 45 minutes of the movie. So they really expand and they really developed how they would kind of play out their movies at the end course. The end course is where the movies kind of pull together and they, they kind of stick. Mm-hmm. Sam, what yes. say you? Do you agree? Uh, that was a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to cut you off too because you were getting you were getting close to six minutes on that one. He's fine. So I, I think a lot of what the point he's making is that it's the right pacing for the movies, and a lot of the the setup for the movie it allows for action to be the center, and it, it helps it along. Do you agree? I think a lot of the action in those... I think they were more action-oriented than the original trilogy. Um, uh, and I think even though that was the focus, it doesn't necessarily... I mean, the bits... The, the problem is that the bits of story that they did have didn't... like. Some of them did, but most of them didn't draw me into what was happening in the action to the point where I cared about what was happening in the action... Uh, looking back, I, again, I do like I have a lot of nostalgia, and I really like certain parts. But then when I try to look at them without like having that attachment of the past, I just it's just hard to find too many good parts of the movies. And uh, going back to like with Liam Neeson, he was fantastic. He was great in the movie, and then they killed him off because he was you know he was he, he was <laughs> that, and his, he was just a good part of the movie, so they thought they'd cut him out and just keep the bad parts. Um, but Ewan, Ewan McGregor was also really great in the films, but I feel like he was one of the few like highlights for the film. And even though he did like a lot of great for those for the trilogy, like him alone wasn't able to detract from from stuff like Jar Jar Banks and Anakin, and even I felt like even Padme was like pretty one dimensional looking back. She's not as interesting as they hoped she would be. Um, I don't know. I just... I understand the whole bringing it to another generation, but it did it really have to be in the way that they brought it back. Um, there's there, there's just a lot of ways to make good films. Um, and I think the excuse to say that they were for kids isn't doesn't work because kids honestly like really do get good movies and like deeper movies than you think like just because it's a kid movies doesn't mean it has to be bad or dumbed down um because i remember as a kid i watched a lot of movies that were like still considered like really good for adults um and a lot of people will make like kids films that are just the stupidest most ridiculous like 
Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I was thinking of that same <laughs> I haven't watched it. Trolls. But oh, Trolls. Trolls. So Emoji movie? Same. Teen Titans Go to the Movies is actually supposed to be really good. No, don't not. I, I, I will stab you. It has different writers, so. But I, I think dumbing down movies and saying that, oh, well, it's for kids, is just kind of an insult to kids and is not acknowledging how smart kids actually are and how they appreciate stuff. They might not pick up a lot of nuances, but a good film is a good film, a bad film is a bad film. All right. Last question to you, Nathaniel, and then we'll do a little wrap-up. Yes. Uh, so going along the path of nostalgia, a lot of the reason why a lot of people like them is for that exact reason, because at one point they watched it, and it holds a certain place in their heart at that time. Um, obviously, you've made the point that over time it has not lasted the, the test of time, and it hasn't. Um, would you say that if if re, re-watching the movies without context, because I feel like a lot of the time people watch them without the context of that we've seen four, five, six, and we know what to expect of it. Do you think somebody new watching it will appreciate it as much as if it was released in the time when it was? For instance, do you think that when you watched it when you were a kid and you got that same excited feeling where, oh, this is Star Wars, this is great, do you think that if someone has no idea what Star Wars is and you introduce them to that, do you think they'll have that same emotion or do you think they'll, they'll feel like this is a bad movie? So what would you say to that? Yeah, if someone has not seen the old Star Wars and they just don't know what Star Wars is and they're just like jump straight into these movies, I think there's a lot to love. I think there's, again, like great music, some of the best music scores, I think, in, in film. They're just phenomenal tracks. Um, I think it has a great art style that you could really appreciate. They are, there are some great shots. There are some interesting characters. But in general, I think people watching these films for the first time would just be like, there's more bad than good. I think that's generally what the takeaway is and I think disguising it in great visuals and great sound it that is just like covering it's just like polishing a turd it's still a turd it's just really shiny Doug? No I, I agree there are lots of bad like it would be really hard to introduce a, a character like Jar Jar Binks to someone but you have to remember what age you're introducing them to, you know, what's their intent into getting into a movie. There's a lot of movies that are, you know, that are meant to be stupid and people go in knowing they're meant to be stupid. But when you come into a movie like Star Wars, it's all over the place. There's a serious plot going on. There's a dark entity in the back. There's love and, and romance, but there's also this dumb Jar Jar Binks running around the first movie and you're like why is he here I think we can can all confirm Star Wars 9 Jar Jar is the actual Sith Lord oh yeah 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 yeah, absolutely his brother Tar Tar (laughs) Tar Tar so it's going to be interesting to actually like find someone who doesn't know anything about Star Wars and bring him just to the prequels and be like hey these are movies about a political debate and, or not a political, a political <laughs> dispute and a war and a rebellion coming up, you know. But like, you also have to. It, no one's going to ever really dive someone into a, a series without spoiling something for them because that's why you bring them in, you know. But you also tell them that start because you're like, if you realize what's bad about it. I'm going to tell you what's bad, but I want you to experience the good for yourself. Um. Did you swap top the tigers on that? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> glance over here to sit here. I'm ADHD, man. Is that better? <laughs> no, I got all stare. Yeah. Um, 
So it, it's well. What would you oh. say about what you mentioned? How you can't excuse bad writing by disguising it with plot and sound That's and fancy thing. effects. Do you think that that the writing was really bad enough to cover up with? certain things like that do you think that that's a good excuse to why not to like the movie I don't think the writing was bad per se I think how it was laid out was bad you know like because again you talk about um, how there was two characters throughout most of the movie talking to each other for most of the movie in a political system of deceit and you know turmoil that's what you do that's how it goes out there's lots of things like that um, so it, it's kind of hard to agree that it, it's bad writing, but it, in the sense that it's, the dialogue is bad. The dialogue it does need to work. It does need to be more, you know, expanded upon and actually, you know, the story laid out through the dialogue. But they were they were trying to lay it out with less exposition and more about showing you where this is going. So you know, it, in in a sense, there's a little there's kind of back and forth on it for me. All right. Well, let's go into closings. I guess the, the best way to close it is by saying simply, why should we hate the prequels, and why should we love the prequels? So, Nathaniel, I'll let you start with why should we hate the prequels. Well, I don't think we should necessarily hate the prequels. I think, what do you call it? Like, there's a tiny bit of diamond inside of that huge, like, coal heap. But <laughs> I think there's a little bit to, like, but they're just, in general, not not... They're just almost not even passable movies. I feel like there's just so much with them that could have been done better. And, again, like, going back to the dialogue, it's just, like, so poorly constructed. And I feel like the writers of that film or writer, whoever completely wrote it, couldn't handle more than two characters in a scene because they don't understand what, like, more than two characters talking to each other means. You know, just like, oh, what happens if you had a third or fourth person? I don't know how to write that. It's so confusing. Then you'd have to, like, juggle that. I don't know. It's just, there's just so much wrong with these films, but I wouldn't say that they shouldn't be watched. I think they're definitely important to the Star Wars universe. So... If you're trying to like learn more about Star Wars or get the whole picture and everything, they're a necessary watch. They might be painful in some places, particularly the first one, which is like almost unwatchable to me now. Um, they are they're a necessary watch, but they are what they are, and they are a necessary evil. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I, I do agree with Doug. I love that the bad guys win. I think that's so great. Yeah, yeah, it's I, fantastic. I think that's. Fun. Like for me, I love when villains win. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. It's so much work. Oh my god, that made me cry so much. Oh really? <laughs> it was so good. Oh my god, Mister Stark, I don't feel so good. I I broke down. Oh, oh my god, I broke down during that. I did too. Oh my god, like dude, I love like that. Thanos. His face at the end was just like he felt complete. Dude, I cried. I cried, I cried more at the end of Logan, but yeah, I don't. Oh my god, Logan, stop. dude, Logan is oh, right. so good. Come on, come on. Oh, we're all nerds. We're all nerds here. No, we're not done. Okay. We're not done. So, so, why should we love the prequel? So, I, yeah, it's it's great when like a bad guy wins, and it's nice seeing like a plot kind of finish off, you know. And then it also leads into the rest of what we know, you know. And it kind of and there's like this big middle where we're like, yeah, we kind of know what happens there because there's two hundred books that told us what happened there. Um, They're not caring. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. And, but when it comes down to liking them, it's... I'm going to always say there's you know there's good and there's bad in each, in each series for each movie. 
even like all the Marvel movies right now, there's so many good Marvel movies. And like Iron Man 1 will be a classic for the next 20 years. We will all agree to that. It will hold strong. You know, there's there's weak points in it, you know? What is, you, know and you, you can see all three Iron Man movies are kind of the same in a sense. <laughs> well, the first one is great. The second two is you know, yeah, see, like, we all, there's nothing good in everything. Everyone loves Marvel, but yeah. we know where they Thor fall. Thor 2 is garbage. Yeah. Thor 2, like, sorry, the, sorry, what? Thor what? There's only Thor and Ragnarok. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> what do you mean it's called Dark World? No, no, there's the first, the first part of, as soon as he gets sent to Earth in the first Thor, check out. Just stop watching, jump immediately to Ragnarok, you can pick up the rest. <laughs> and just, like, just, like, anyway, it's not was. Um... But there's just, good, there's good and bad. There's two suckers, Padme's in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro, like Natalie this. Portman's hot though, so mm-hmm. you know. But like, if, if I'm gonna like close off for why Star Wars is watchable, yeah. there's only one character and one yeah. reason, and it's Samuel Motherfucking L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. we'll clear up why Star Wars is so good. You yeah. know that guy with two George Lucas was like, so I'm gonna be the only brother in this movie. Really, <laughs> really. I'm getting a purple lightsaber, <laughs> and they were like, "All right, that's a true, that's a true statement." No, yeah, yeah. He said that he said, "I'm getting a purple lightsaber," and they went, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are, yes, sir." <laughs> and straight out, one of the coolest things is watching him go to Boba Fett and purple lightsaber to the neck. Like yep. Samuel L. Jackson pulled this movie, these movies together, and everything he did so good. He was the best there was a lot of really heavy, like even Palpatine. Palpatine had a huge story arc for himself, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to like ignore Palpatine's rise from the shadows. Comes up and takes over. Now, I like all I like all the fan theories about Palpatine stealing Padme's life at the end of three, where you know she she's dying herself, but not but she's you know she's fine. She can recover herself. Danny who's dying. So now Palpatine's the whole movie is about having to using someone to save someone's life. The entire third movie is about being able to save someone's life. Do it. What do you think that means? Someone's got to die by a sacrifice. It's a whole thing. So if you just if you connect little pieces and everyone's little fan theories, it makes it so much better. But if you exclude them, there's still lots of working room. There's still lots of good things to do, and there's still lots of good good kind of um, conclusions to come across you know, at the end with themselves and everyone's own finishing points you know it's kind of where where you kind of where everyone finishes off at the end of the movie alright gentlemen thank you very much a lot of good points and uh, I think what we can, can derive from this is that I am the Republic <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this is pod racing but absolutely <laughs> it's working yeah, yeah. it's working <laughs> I think what I can derive from this is that it's a stepchild. Sure, we don't want to accept it. There's good and bad things about it. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we love about it is because it's there. It's, it's a part of the family. <laughs> it's the red-headed stepchild. It's, yeah, it's, we don't want to like it, but it's there, and it's, it's there for us to enjoy. And It's like, it's like family. Yeah. You love it, but you don't always like it. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> gentlemen. Yeah. No, those are very good points, yeah. yeah. So, thanks so much for joining us here on Nerd and Out. Follow us on Twitter at uh, Nerd and Out. Um, also, we have our Facebook that is under the same name. Uh, our email, again, is nerdandoutpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, email us questions, tweet at us, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. So, um, thank you for our 
combatants in this debate. You guys both made some very good points. You guys kept it civil. I appreciate that. No one, no one took any shots at anyone. Everyone was. Everyone, you guys are just genuinely. You guys are friends anyway, so yeah, yeah, there's no, no reason for you to to take shots at each other. Anyway, uh, I just so. have a take. Oh, I like your Assassin's Creed tattoo. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say David doesn't have a good angle angle of that because he's like covered, but yeah. Oh snap! Right, that's pretty cool, right? Cool. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like from Black Flag. That's like his yeah. favorite Assassin's Creed game. It's so good. Like yeah, it's just yeah. pirates and assassins. Like, yeah, it's like it's down. the best of two worlds. Really. Yeah. Um, uh, from you know, from me over here, almost not saying a word this entire podcast. And, and thank you to, less, but you know. to thank you, Doug. Love you too. Uh, to David, our moderator, he did such a good job again. Thank as, you, thank as you. As you usually I do. am the Senate. <laughs> and then you know, Nick over there on the the therapist couch. I have uh, problems. <laughs> we don't have time for that. So yeah. We'll just skip on. Like, well, we're out of time, so your issues will have to be brought up another time. Thank you for joining us on Nerd. Now we will see you next time. Go play some sand. <laughs> it's coarse and it gets everywhere. It's coarse, it's rough, it's irritating. I love how you use three everywhere. adjectives. It's like, we get it, sand sucks. We got it, man. <laughs> Uh, Imagine if they had that line. It was just like, "Oh, sand sucks, <laughs> dude." No, nah, it, it's actually it blows. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs>